الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يتق الله يجعل له مخرجا ويرزقه من حيث لا يحتسب ومن يتوكل على الله فهو حسبه وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected علماء الكرام brothers and elders with the fazl of allah taala we are in this mubarak month of rajab and when the month of rajab used to come laz nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make this dua allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban wa ballighna ramadan allah grant us baraka blessing in the month of rajab and sha'ban and enable us to reach the month of Ramadan the first thing in this dua is that barakat is being sought nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is asking for barakat ya allah grant us the barakat of the month of rajab and sha'ban so what we understand that is that there is barakat in this mubarak month and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is teaching us that we should be asking for this barakat we should be asking for this barakat in order to attain it to obtain it but everything has a procedure to acquire it a person wants food then he'll make dua for it also but then he'll make an effort to earn that living as well You haven't heard of somebody saying that I'm making dua but I'm not going to try to work or go out to earn he does both this is the place of means and asbab but only Allah Taala will do but the system of Allah Taala is that you adopt the means Allah Taala will put barakat in that effort so likewise barakat one is to acquire the outward means to acquire one's livelihood outwardly to earn some money but there's something else which is barakat which we are being taught about in this dua barakat is something apart from that barakat when barakat comes then whether the quantity is little or much barakat will make whatever has been acquired a means of benefit when there is barakat in it there'll be benefit and if there's no barakat in it no matter what the quantity may be there won't be any benefit in it it will become a source of misery it will become a source of problems and sometimes the more it is there's more problems because there's no barakat in it and if there's barakat in it there's more there's more barakat there's more good also so the big thing is to acquire barakat and barakat comes like everything else has a procedure has a manner of acquiring it barakat also has a manner of acquiring it 
And how does it come? Barakat comes with taqwa. The obedience of Allah Ta'ala. With refraining from sin. This brings barakat. And to the extent that a person observes taqwa, to the extent that he has the fear of Allah Ta'ala, to that extent barakat will come in everything. Barakat will come in his livelihood. Barakat will come in his health. In his knowledge, in his work, in his time, there will be barakat in everything. And when taqwa is missing in a person's life, then barakat will be gone from everything. And by means of taqwa, there will be barakat in the extent of the person's deen. The taqwa itself will save him from various things. In the time of Hazrat Shah Abdul Aziz Rahmatullah there was one of his, one student of his, who used to come daily and attend the lessons of Hazrat Shah Abdul Aziz Rahmatullah great muhaddis of the time. So one day as he was coming en route, some woman saw him and this evil intention came in her heart. So somehow on some pretext to make some on some pretext she managed to have him come into the home. That there's some sudden emergency he must please come and help out to sort something, whatever the case was, to save somebody's life or whatever. On some pretext she made him come in indoors. As soon as he walked in she locked the door. And then she made her intentions known. And now he was in a dilemma. That she had now put this situation in front. If you try to, or you refuse what I am asking for, then I will accuse you of trying to molest me. Now what does he do? So, he was a very pious person, and this is what we are talking about, that when taqwa is there, barakat comes in even a person's thinking. Now a person is in a dilemma. How does he think? And what does he decide what to do? How to come out of an issue? When there's no barakat in a person's life, then even his thinking processes also are not in the way it's supposed to be. Then a person makes decisions which thereafter he regrets. He starts saying things which thereafter he regrets. And then it's too late to take those words back. Those words are already gone. It's too late to now reverse what has been done. It's already done. The damage is done. But when there's barakat in a person's life, then even in his thinking there's barakat. He's in a dilemma now how to come out of the situation. Then this barakat comes. So immediately he said, okay, whatever you say, but first I need to relieve myself. Show me to the toilet. So she said, very well. She showed him the toilet. He went in. In those days was the bucket system. Now he needed to keep his heart clean. Because that is the biggest thing. Today we have the concern that everything else must be clean. A person's outer self must be shining, his car must be shining, his house must be shining, and his shoes must be shining. He must be able to even see the reflection of his face in his shoes. 
But is the heart shining? That is the last thing that is even thought about. If it is thought about. So he now had this situation that he had to keep his heart clean. Sin mustn't affect his heart. So what did he do? He had to come out of the situation. That bucket was there and whatever filth and feces were lying in there, he picked it up and started putting it all over his clothing and body. And then he walked out in this condition. As soon as he walked out, she saw him and she thought this fellow is some mad, insane person. She chased him out of there because he was in a state and full of that filth and smelling. So she chased him out. In any case, he quickly ran out, went to the nearest point where he could go and wash himself, take a ghusl, wash his clothes, and he quickly then rushed and came into the sabak of Hazrat Shah Abdul Aziz Rahmatullahi, came to attend the lesson. After a while, Hazrat Shah Sahib asked, but who applied some very unique itar today? So this person wasn't sure what he's being referred to, but others also were sensing something, they indicated towards him that this person seems to have put in some unique atar and khab. So Shasab called him, what did you apply? This is very strange, this itar. In other words, this is something which is not a worldly itar. So that's when he had to explain what happened, that this is how I got caught up in this dilemma. And in order to save myself, this is what I did. But ever since I have applied nothing, Allah Ta'ala has made it such that this fragrance is emanating. Hazrat Shah Abdul Aziz said that this is not the ether of this world. This is like some heavenly ether. But at that time, there's various lessons in this. But the lesson that we are focusing on, that we are asking for this barakat, that barakat even in that thinking, that I am now in a situation, what to do? Whatever decision has to be made, what decision do I make? That barakat comes in that. Barakat comes in a person's knowledge. And how? The barakat comes in a person's knowledge like Hazrat Shaykh Ul-Hind When a person has taqwa, the person has ikhlas. And what ikhlas he had? The incidence of his ikhlas are ajib. Time is limited, we don't have the time to go into it. But in any case, just to understand the barakat in ilm then. One person started off, he was the first student of Darul Um Dioban. One student. And normally a person sees one, what is one now? One is nothing. Doesn't count for anything. But today throughout the world, not hundreds of thousands, millions of people have benefited from this tree that has its branches throughout the world. But one person, the barakat of his knowledge, then barakat in a person's work, in a person's effort. But again, this is the barakat of taqwa and the barakat of ikhlas. When there's ikhlas and there's taqwa, then there's barakat. Hazrat Ma'ilyasab rahmatullahi the reviver of the work of da'wat and tabligh, just to understand the level of concern for that ikhlas also. That one day, somebody had invited him, so it was in a rural place somewhere, so there wasn't any masjid close by, so they had to perform the salah in that house, and many others as well. 
So they asked him to perform the salah, so he performed the asr salah it was. Hazrat Muhammad said, Abu uh, Sulaiman Nadwi rahmatullahi narrates this incident, he says, I was present personally. And after Hazrat performed the asr salah, he says, then he turned around, and then he said to everybody, look, I have something very important to say. Now at that point in time, already the work of Dawat and Tabligh had spread far and wide beyond the borders of India. It has already become international. So, and he was a person who was already widely acknowledged and recognized. So he turned around, and this is gathering of senior people, ulama of the, that caliber, that Sayyid Sulaiman Nadwi rahmatullahi was a very senior alim. And he turned around to them and said, look, I have something very important to say. I'm in a very precarious situation. And I want everybody to make dua for me. What is the situation? That presently this work of Dawat has, alhamdulillah, spread far and wide. People from all over the world are now taking it on and coming to Nizamuddin. And this work is, alhamdulillah, progressing day by day. But I'm very afraid that this mustn't bring any pride, any ujb, any conceit in me. So please make dua for me that Allah Ta'ala saves me from this malady. And Allah Ta'ala grants me ikhlas. Can we imagine a person is requesting dua from people around him. Please, I want this dua from you. Make dua for my ikhlas. And I must be safe from this pride and self and conceit and vanity and all these ailments of the heart. But this was the level of ikhlas. And to the extent that let alone, even to the end of his time, he was on his deathbed almost. And Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullahi, the author of Ma'alifur Quran, comes to visit him. So he was very ill, the doctors had forbidden anybody from coming to visit him. So he came, so the people who were attending said that the doctors have disallowed anybody to come. He said, very well, we could need to respect that. And he started leaving. But then somebody whispered, was a Malyas Rahmatullah that Mufti Shafi Sahib had come and he's already leaving. He said, no, call him immediately. They called him. He came back. After he met him, then Hazrat sat up or remained lying down, whatever. But then he started crying profusely. And then he said that, look, all this progress that I'm seeing, is it acceptance from Allah Ta'ala or is it istidraj? Istidraj is where a person who is just being given respite from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala wants to punish him. But he's being given respite, it seems like he's moving ahead. But sooner or later the rope is going to be pulled. So how do I know this is not istidraj? How do I know this is not actually I'm being put into this, I'm being given this rope and this rope is going to be pulled. So Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullahi consoled him and said, no, don't you worry, there's no istidraj here. Now the lesson again is that what level of ikhlas? He's concerned about this all the time. He said, how do you know? What proof you've got that is not istidraj? So he said, no, I have a proof for it. How can you say it's not istidraj? He says, the proof of it is that you are worried about it. That if it was istidraj, it wouldn't have have crossed your mind also that it is istidraj, this is just respite, it's rope to give you more lengthier rope because when a person gets more rope, he tangles himself more in it. So that consoled him. But that was the level of ikhlas. Now ikhlas brings barakat. 
and how that throughout the world there isn't any nook and corner of the world where the effort of Dawud hasn't reached. But that is the barakat of ikhlas and taqwa. Barakat in time, like Hazrat Tanwi Rahmatullah's time. That in that lifespan of his, he produced over a thousand kitabs. And the tafsir of the Quran Sharif. To merely study that tafsir will take years. Imagine to write it. But this comes with barakat in time. So where all this came from? Out of taqwa. That when a person has taqwa in his life, and taqwa is an all-encompassing thing. It includes huqukullah, includes huqukul ibad. Just on this note, we're talking about Hazrat Rahmatullah's barakat in his time. And the taqwa, on one occasion, his wife had to go somewhere. Overnight or for the day. So she told him, look, these chicken that we have, please tomorrow morning, open them out from their pen and put the food for them, the seeds for them. He said, very well. But this wasn't the normal duty of his. So when it's something that's not a person's normal duty, it can happen that he slips up, forgets. So he was told about it the day before. The next morning, he got so grossed in his work, he forgot about it. But now the time came for to sit and write Bayan al-Quran. And he's sitting and trying to write and there is nothing that's coming to his mind. His mind is blank. And he's trying, but nothing. And he's very perturbed by this, that every day this ulum flows. What has happened today? Then he thought something is not right, definitely. I mean, this barakat is gone for that moment, everything goes haywire. So something is not right. Then he thought about it carefully. He said, inna lillahi wa inna rajun. This thought then crossed his mind that I was told to open those chicken out. And it's past that time, it's maybe long past the time that they are supposed to be opened out and they would now be hungry and thirsty. He immediately went, opened it out, gave them their food and water and came back to sit down and start writing. And there again everything is flowing and the work is carrying on. Now this is a makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. It's creation of Allah Ta'ala. But he was responsible for them. Now imagine if that makhluk which is chicken, 